If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. I'm Matt Snotty. And I'm Raphael Fiedler. And we are in a holiday interregium, uh, a sort of uh, intermediary episode between Christmas and New Year's, uh, wishing everybody the very best. This is going to be brief to the point and done with it so you can go on about your merrymaking. Um, one... <laughs> <And> so can we, <laughs> more importantly. <laughs> one of our tribe is uh, walking wounded. Matt finally got the bug. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 coronavirus caught up to me after three and a half years, and uh, I'm on the mend. But uh, yeah, it was a rough Christmas. Um, I don't know about you guys. Hopefully, you, you guys had wonderful Christmases. Ours was was good, but it came very close to being called off entirely for my family because uh, I, I was so so sick. Nothing was getting done. But anyways, yeah. Uh, if, if my voice sounds sounds crappy, I apologize. I'll try and be. <laughs> Less no, we, you got nothing but our sympathy, brother, and, and all the support in the world. But I got it right before it became like this big public thing. I got it um, during a <laughs> class in December of 2019. Oh, wow. um, and it was in the midst of an in-person class. And by uh, Friday afternoon, I was literally during lunch break laying down on the floor of the classroom and sleeping. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was that messed up. Yeah. yeah. So I know how you be. I know, I know. that. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. I mean, it's, it's, it's no joke. I mean, people said it's like a, a, a bad flu. The flu's bad. <laughs> so to say it's a bad flu <laughs> should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, right. hopefully uh, everybody's taking the proper precautions uh, out there in the world. Uh, yeah, this the is proper precautions are being human. It's going to hit you. You're going to survive. Move on with your life. But give yourself proper time to rest and recover and yeah. baby yourself. Don't try to power through because you ain't going to beat it. It's just that <laughs> you can't win. The I made that mistake. Tough, man. Yeah, yeah, I felt it coming on for about two days, and I was like, "Oh, that I, I, I kind of had an idea. I had it, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to power through this. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I've got things to do. I can't." And that was on Thursday, and then by Saturday, I was like, like, like you, Ben. I was. I, I, I couldn't move. I, anytime I sat down, my eyes were closing. <laughs> I just yep. was useless. Yep. Um, well, hopefully full recovery, uh, you keep your sense of smell and, and all the other permanent uh, 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 faculties about you. Yeah, so um, far, we'll, yeah. The, uh, the we'll make of... this a very short episode. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I was going to say, the, the, yeah, the loss of taste, that doesn't appear to be a thing anymore. I'm, uh, if anything, I was eating more. <laughs> this thing made me so hungry. To get the energy, no, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have a fever or Good. something. Good. So. All right, and Rafti, you're not ill. No. Okay. I, I dodged every bullet. Excellent. Excellent. Stay in Austria. <laughs> Don't come All here. All right. So 
We're going to do two brief topics. One is just an update from our previous episode. In the previous episode, I gave you the excellent advice that a pet door deters intruders. I forgot to mention, and the point was driven home at 4.30 this morning, there's one intruder it will not deter. At 4.30 this morning, I found a cat other than my own cat in my <laughs> living room. I don't know how long he's been visiting our house. And uh, now, now the nice thing is a cat will not make off with my PlayStation. Um, <laughs> you know, sure about that? Yeah, a, a cat will not murder us in our sleep. So, you know, <laughs> in, in the term, in, in the big scheme of risk, the, the cat's just very low down on the on the threshold of uh, what I'm concerned with for for my risk appetite. Um, now, my other cat is probably my cat is probably pissed, you know, but I, I'm imagining <laughs> that the visitor cat has been raiding his food. Um, but uh, uh, we were gone for a few days. I think the cat took the opportunity to come in during that time. Now that the dog is here, I don't think we'll have that problem all that much longer. Yeah, <laughs> probably uh, not. But be aware, be aware, if you have a pet door, uh, other wildlife may come inside. There are, there are many, many re reports of raccoons coming inside. Yeah. Uh, sometimes That's what I was even... guessing you were going to say. It was a raccoon or something like that. Some, some, uh, uh, something that, that could actually grab something and make off with it, because raccoons are very, very uh, uh, thiefy. Yes. <laughs> and a lot more thumbs. dangerous. You know, have been known to attack people and yeah. uh, are carrying and rabies. And yeah, yeah. In their sleep as well, because you said not gonna attack you. <laughs> not sure, but there are uh, pet doors you can lock. There are even ones that automatically lock. And are, yeah, like, there's with ones the with the collar have the RFID chip on it, and yeah, yeah. We're, we're not gonna go that far. I I, I get the feeling that uh, this was an opportunistic entry, and the cat was as surprised to see me as I was to see it. Uh, <laughs> so again, well within my risk appetite. So I, I'm not all that concerned. Um, the other short story that we wanted to address uh, this week is to talk about a fellow named Arian Kurtage. And I may be mispronouncing Kurtage's name, and I apologize for that. And again, before we start this story and the discussion therein, it is important to stress once again that the Sensuous Sounds of Infosec does not take the side of wrongdoers. So any levity you may hear in my voice and delivery uh, and any of the content that I use to describe this situation is more about the situation itself than making light of the crimes that Mr. Kurtage has engaged in. Now, you're all, you're all familiar with this story by now, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, this is the, the GTA 6, Grand Theft Auto 6. The, uh, the publisher of this game uh, uh, got hacked uh, by the group that Mr. Kurtage is associated with and, and had a bunch of stuff leaked about it. Uh, yeah. That's that's kind of the thrust of the story. So yeah, I, I'd seen the headlines for a week or so and, and kind of ignored it because I'm not a GTA player. Uh, but after you brought it up, I, I actually read an article about it. So yeah, it's an interesting... And, and it's kind of fascinating, isn't it? I mean, there, there's lots of wrinkles in here. Yeah. Um, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Kurtage is or was a member of a... Uh, hacking gang called Lapsus with a dollar sign on the end because that's how you do when you're a hacker gang. Um, <laughs> Lapsus had engaged in several uh, fairly high-profile hacks, including um, NVIDIA. Um, 
-hmm. which is, you know, a pretty significant pull if you're an attacker. Now, from what I understand and from the the articles I've read, and there's been a lot of conflicting information about this case, um, Lapsus, while they may have had some skills with a Z, those skills did not translate into actually performing crime. They, they were good at hacking. They weren't really good at the follow through. Um, none of their victims ever paid them any of the extortion or ransom <laughs> <laughs> that lapses demanded, um, which has got to be frustrating from an, a, a, a criminal perspective. I mean, it's just got to be one of those. Uh, I, I think of the movie The Lady Killers in both incarnations, both the Cone Brothers and uh, the Peter Sellers, uh, Alec Guinness version. Um, and, and how you just sometimes you want to be a criminal, but you're just not very good at it. You know, <laughs> yeah, because no. the whole point of, of being a criminal is to somehow profit from from the endeavor. That's the <laughs> idea, right? <laughs> right. And, and whether that whether that profit is monetary and financial, or whether that profit is political motivation, if you're a hacktivist or something, you know, you yeah. you, you, you want to get something out of it. You know, mm -hmm. just successfully hacking doesn't, in and of itself, accomplish anything. Right. Otherwise, you're just um, playing a video game. Yeah, exactly. You might as well just go on a sim, right? You know, yeah. Well, Arian uh, is located in the UK and was arrested by UK authorities for the NVIDIA uh, hack, as well as some of the other things. Here's my favorite part of this story. And 10 years from now, someone will tell this tale much the way we did about great moments in crime later on. Um. While the police were keeping Curtage sequestered in a hotel pending the trial, Curtage used his smartphone, the hotel's television set, and an Amazon Fire Stick to hack Rockstar Games, the maker of the Grand Theft Auto series of games. Now, for context, for one of our three listeners who may not understand the magnitude of what Grand Theft Auto is, Grand Theft Auto is a franchise dating back to the 1990s that uh, has broken every record in terms of sales and uh, revenue aside from, I think, Minecraft and Tetris are the only other games that have sold more copies than Grand Theft Auto. Uh, and Grand Theft Auto's previous uh, installment in this series, Grand Theft Auto V, uh, earned something like $936 million. We're talking about a billion dollars worth of revenue. Yeah, yeah. And they're it, not lying when they named the, their company Rockstar. They Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> they hit on something with, with GTA. I mean, this is, yeah, like you said, it's bigger than Mario, bigger than Zelda, bigger than all the, uh, you know, na name a video game franchise. And it's bigger than all of them, except for like, the, the few that you mentioned there. Yeah, and, and maybe, but GTA V has been out for years now. So I think it launched on a PlayStation 4. It did. And I, in the I early have, PlayStation I have 4 it on, on PS4. And it's been 10 years since, yeah. since the, yeah. Um, uh, so I would consider Vice City a better GTA, but that's Vice City was the apex of the series, and I don't think any, <laughs> anyone who argues otherwise should be thrown off a bridge. GTA style. Um, 
However, however, I've gone back to play Vice City on many other subsequent platforms. I played Vice City on uh, a tablet. I've played Vice City on my PS3 and PS4. The only reason it doesn't hold up is because the graphics and the interface don't hold up anymore. Otherwise, the acting, the storyline, the missions, the tonality that it set were by far they surpass all the subsequent entries. And and I think the problem with GTA 5 and what looks to me just from the trailer of GTA 6, they've gone too cinematic with it and they've gotten away from their roots, which is crash car earn money. That was the whole point of the original uh, series. Um, so yeah. Vice City came out in 2002. <laughs> that's wow, so that's a 21 year old. So that, that, that game can buy a drink at a bar then. Yeah. That's true. It, and, now, and it legally, was, I mean, not that anybody in Vice City would care, but <laughs> could legally buy a drink in a bar. And it was it was just phenomenal. It had Burt Reynolds. It had Ray Liotta. It had, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember the entire, Michael Madsen, I think, Joe Pantliano. I mean, it was just a phenomenal game all the way around. Anyway, really? anyway. I'd, yeah. S s side note, I, I think I've got a copy of this on Steam that I bought or I got for free or something like that. I have never played it once. I didn't realize that it, it had all these these actors. Th th these are the real actors that are in this game. Jenna Jameson. Yeah, it's it's wow. quite okay. a cast. Uh huh. Well, yeah. I, I yeah. Have to fire this up then because I've never played it. But I'll, uh, again, the to. the interface and the graphics today will seem a little clunky to you, but um, in terms of the storyline, the delivery, just just listening to the radio station DJs is hilarious. <laughs> the amount of effort they put into uh, the, now, and again, Vice, I, we're totally going down a, a GTA road here. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. But, but, but GTA Vice City was its first jump from a 2D top-down uh, interface to a first-person shooter kind of interface, even though it's not a shooter game per se. Um, and you yes. like cars and stuff. I think you'll you'll enjoy that. Well, I was, yeah, I was going to say, I I have an original PlayStation 1, and I have the very first Grand Theft Auto that was on that. And and that's how I remembered it originally was, yeah, it was a top-down 2D thing where you drove a car around, you know, kind of like a pac Which was fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, it yeah. was very fun. It was addictive as hell, and it was funny. Mm -hmm. And and while they didn't have a through storyline per se, the messages you got on your pager kind of filled in the backstory for you yeah. and kind of let you build your own storyline around it which was my city was i think just an add-on for gta 3 and i think gta 3 was already like 3d this is the reason why i was a little bit skeptical there but yeah i understand because i played i started gta with gta 3 never played one and i two. think you're right i, I think you're three, right and, and now then it was vice city and what yeah. I just looked up, GTA 5 came out on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. So, yeah, even older than what I thought. <laughs> and it, yeah. it is available to buy full retail price GTA 5 on the PlayStation 5 today as well. So <laughs> Rockstar is still making tons of money. And what they keep doing, and they did about two years ago, is they re-released their entire franchise, remastered and, and discontinued distribution of the previous titles which a lot of people were pissed off at so if you got it on steam matt hang on to that because that was <laughs> a surprise. um uh all right yeah and i think you're right gta3 and gta3 may have been the one with michael madsen and joe pantliano it was vice city that had ray liotta and uh philip michael thomas it is basically the same game they have but been in back a different to city and a different story <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's better. And it's better. It is better. It is the apex. Um, all right. So anyway, it, it, as you can tell, this, this is a big deal. This franchise is... <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. Let me just say this by way of analogy. It did for the game environment, the game culture, the game industry, what Star Wars did for the cinematic industry. And I don't think anyone would, would argue with that. Um, so Kurtage broke into Rockstar Games, acquired a lot of material, a lot of what we would call working papers of um, the developers, uh, screenshots, clips of gameplay and things in development. And Kurtage released these, I think, via YouTube, if, if I remember correctly. Well, he, um, I mean, first he was trying to extort Right. He tried to money. extort them, of course. Yes, and and Rockstar saying to pay, go pay through. Us, yeah, yeah, pay us money, or you know, pay pay me or my organization money, or we release all this stuff that we have stolen from you. Of right. course, yeah, Bitcoin right. again, uh, and which I absolutely don't understand. Like, why Bitcoin? <laughs> Get paid in Monero. You know, that's less traceable. <laughs> so Rockstar told him to go screw. He posted the content. And it made huge waves across the internet, uh, particularly in the gaming community, obviously. Um, and uh, there's a few things going on here. First of all, I have a fire stick. Mm -hmm. I can barely get the thing to work uh, oh, yeah. about 25% of the time. The other night we rented a movie and um just because the soundtrack was weak it was a movie that was released in the 80s or 90s um we turned on subtitles and the subtitles lagged 10 seconds behind the actual screen then we tried to turn off subtitles and they stayed there for the rest of the film um so you know fire stick has its own issues the fact that Curtage was able to use this while under police supervision to break into uh, possibly the industry's top entity. It, I, I, I'm amazed. Again, I, I don't like criminal behavior, but I respect the skill. Yeah. Do we know what he like did with the fire stick in particular? Because my I, guess is he would only route his traffic through it. And he would, because like with the phone and especially a Fire Stick, you already know that as well, only has a couple of gigs of storage. So it wasn't like he was actually doing that stuff on those machines and pulling the data into the hotel room. He probably no, no. accessed I mean, he was, the he remote was store, server. He was storing that off to some cloud entity. And he was exactly. using the Fire Stick's browsing capability. Is, is, yeah, uh, or, just, or maybe because you mentioned his phone as well, he probably sure. just used it as an internet gateway then to, to yeah. sort of like and, get access to internet where the yeah. police was not looking, probably. Well, but and the police leaving him with a smartphone is not smart police. You know, I don't know. Maybe they monitored it. Maybe they monitored that and they were just I think you're giving the police way too much credit here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. I totally agree, but the re why would he then need the, the fire stick? I don't understand. If he already has a smartphone, then he could have cellular capabilities or maybe they took out his SIM card. But let's like you in, understand. Let's like, get into the nitty and the gritty of this. Why does he need a fire stick if he already got a smartphone? It's the UK. So their legal system <laughs> is far different than the US. And that is true. The way they approach this is different than the way the US would do it. 
first yeah. of all, from what I understand, um, Kurtage was a minor at the time, or at least would be considered a minor in the U.S. He was 17. He also, and this is going to be a big shock, was somewhere on the spectrum. Um, yeah. And obviously, obviously manifested that way. He evidently was demonstrably violent while in captivity, which again, you know, without respect for the criminality, I don't hold that necessarily against him. Uh, I don't see myself as being a model prisoner, and I, I'm not sure I'd respect anyone who would be a model prisoner, much less an autistic 17-year-old. Um, he evidently tried to harm himself. He uh, destroyed property. And therefore, the authorities prior to trial did a diagnosis of him, put him into uh, um, uh, some clinical observation where medical practitioners determined that he was unfit to stand trial. So the way the UK does this, and UK again, UK criminal courts are very different than US criminal courts. The UK criminal courts are able to try his behavior without trying him as a criminal. So for instance, they can find that the act was criminal without establishing mens rea to demonstrate that Kurtage both understood and intended to break the law. So that's not a component of them having a guilty verdict. And this is what occurred. Um, uh, Kurtage's acts were tried. Um, they were <laughs> indicted. They, he, the acts were found guilty of being criminal acts. And therefore, the judge can then sentence Kurtage based on the acts without Kurtage being found guilty as a criminal. The judge, Matt, did you read this part of it? No, I don't know the where sentence, you're going. Oh, to uh, sentence to be in a hospital or something like that? For life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I didn't Judge, know. The judge sentenced Kurtage to stay under medical care for life because the judge, this is the judge's rationale. Judge said, um, Kurtage not only did not um, admit any, well, not so much admit guilt, uh, did not show uh, any remorse for his actions and insisted he was going to continue doing what he did. It would not promise the judge that he would refrain from hacking in the future. Uh, also because the violent acts, also because the outbursts and, and um, being a struggling captive, uh, the judge said, you are going to be under observation for life until such time as medical professionals deem you fit to rejoin society. Here's my thing. Kurtage didn't kill anyone. Kurtage didn't even physically harm anyone. He's 17 years old and is uh, neurally atypical. Yep. A life sentence seems ridiculous to me. I, how do you guys feel about this? I mean, again, I don't want to be too light on anybody, but maybe I'm just a soft touch. Yeah, yeah, this this, this hits pretty hard. Uh, as someone who has a neurodivergent 
person very close to me in my my personal life, uh, in my my immediate family, um, who's been diagnosed as autistic. Uh, yeah, dealing with autism, uh, it it takes a it it takes there's a lot of nuance to it. I should say, it's not something you can just beat over the head with a sledgehammer and and or you know or give pills and it'll go away or uh, or throw them into a hospital. Right. And lock them down. Yeah. Right. 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 They're I mean, not going to get better in captivity. Yeah. Right. Right. This guy sounds smart, and I hate to say this because I said the same thing about Sam Bankman-Fried, and you know, yeah, you can be smart and still be a criminal. You can also have people think that you're smart and not actually truly be smart, but but to be able to do the things that this person has done, it seems like that he's got capability of uh, and, and the aptitude of being a real asset to some to some companies uh, with, with some of the stuff that he can do if he were to be able to be rehabilitated and to be rehabilitated and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the live sentence. Yeah, you're sentence, sentencing this guy to, OK, uh, you're saying that there's no chance for you and until you you. Uh, he, he has to be diagnosed by doctors to be able to be released. And, and as long as no doctor ever signs off or checks the box, he's going to stay in this hospital for the rest of his life. That's dumb. I don't agree with that. To me, it's worse than dumb. To yeah. me, for an autistic youth, this sounds like torture. This sounds like what yeah. we would consider cruel and unusual punishment. This is barbarism because um, just the way that they're going to be treating him and the fact that the criteria for release is subjective. Yeah. You know, for some medic to say whether or not you're healthy, I have a real tough time with that. Again, yeah. I'm not making light of the crime. Now, here's the thing that the court went off of. Rockstar and some of the other entities in reporting the hacks said it cost them more than $5 million in cleaning up the mess. You know, incident response, blah, 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 adding more That's, controls, whatever. That seems low. <laughs> now, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the month, uh, the, the, the hack was in September. Rockstar released their official trailer for the game in... I want to say November. Yeah, might have been December. Like might have been December. It was very recent. It was very recent, and it was very subsequent to the attack. That release of the official trailer got more views than any other video on its initial release ever. It's in the Guinness Book now. Okay, I mean, it. There was more um, hype manifested around that release. Now, I don't know whether you can attribute that to the hack or not, but it sure indicates that if Curtage did harm Rockstar, it certainly did not harm the property of GTA 6. There yeah. was no, it does not seem like there's going to be financial damage to that title. And if anything else, they're adding to the mythos of a game that's all about committing felonies. <laughs> and no. if you remember, if you remember, this is the game franchise that Hillary Clinton tried to put adult labels on, much like Tipper Gore and Kitty Dukakis did for music back in the 80s and 90s. You know, we actually had the U.S. Senate try to pass a law against gaming 
because of this title. Now, for them to go after a real-life criminal who doesn't actually harm anyone and try to have him thrown in jail for life seems a bit ironic. I don't know what the word is there. Chutzpah, <laughs> maybe, is the word? I, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, yeah, okay. to, to add on to this, do we know what Rockstar's marketing budget is for Grand Theft Auto? Like, I know a movie, a typical movie uh, is like twice the production 20 budget. To, 20 to 30 million for a typical yeah. movie. Yeah. So, uh, for, so for wide release. Yeah. It seems to me like that was $5 million well spent on <laughs> incident response because they got more than $5 million worth of press out of this, given how big that their actual trailer uh, uh, was the response rate for, for that was. So I don't know. Seems to me like you can kind of shuffle those numbers around a little bit and turn this into a win for everybody. That's kind of what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, really, is that's what. I, and again, I don't mean to excuse the criminality. Kurtage did bad. Kurtage was wrong. Yeah. I have to wonder if in the UK, remanding to a medical institution for life is code for has now been recruited by MI5. I really don't know. I really, really don't know. Um, don't don't wander where he is. He's in the in a medical institution far, far away. Don't go looking for him. He's not there. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I mean, we'll have him send you an email. <laughs> yeah, we of course don't know how capable he really is, and if this is actually like, yeah, a prospect. Um, but yeah, just saying, like punishing him for the rest of his life and and i feel like because you're saying not endorsing the criminals i feel like we have been very harsh on on people within the the cybersecurity industry um and if they go out of line we are for punishment for those things and we are absolutely that we should be held to a higher standard if you're in this industry um but i feel like as you're saying like a minor um especially maybe like yeah, it's even if we all agree that what he did is a crime, but um, the the amount of punishment seems very unreasonable. Yeah, um, and I I highly agree with you. I mean, to, as a as a metric, as a um, as a yardstick of comparison here, the fucktard from Uber who was a yeah. former federal prosecutor, yeah, who broke the law as the was he the CISO was he the CIO whatever he CISO, was yeah I would hold him to a much higher state first of all he's an adult second yeah. of all he's an attorney third of all he used to be in law enforcement for him to break the law I think I think we should throw the book at him you know and and what did he get suspended sentence and a fine or some shit like that you yeah. know um you know, this is a 17-year-old. The reason we treat minors differently is because we recognize they do not, even if they're neurally typical, yeah. we recognize that they do not have the capacity to understand right from wrong fully, right? That's yeah. the reason we don't try them as adults. Uh, so his crime and his damage, I, I just, I don't see it anywhere in the same ballpark as what people wearing our badge with our certifications and our jobs and our responsibilities should face. And and that's, that's my perspective. Yeah. And even those don't get life sentences in hospitals. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. This is, this is the reason why I brought it up as in comparison 
because this is just way too and, much. And, and if the reason is because they show remorse or they apologize for their crime or they, you know, squirt a few tears while they're on the stand, you know, <laughs> you know what? To me, that is subjective. That is not that should not enter into the court of law and weighing the infraction. Who is the jerk that we talked about a few weeks ago who as a as as an executive at a security firm broke into a hospital, stole patient data and posted it publicly. That guy got a suspended sentence because he's sick, you know? Yeah. Do you remember that? You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> And yet, uh, this kid, yeah, I, so I have a tough time with this. And I just don't know if UK courts don't understand the gravity of what they're doing, but this just seems really wrong. Again, not excusing the kid. Um, you know, he should have some punishment, but something that can actually be successful and useful to society. Yeah, this makes me think of uh, there was a US criminal case uh, 15, 20 years ago, a little redheaded kid. I think he was about eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. Was was bullied horribly at school, bullied, bullied, bullied. Uh, you know, as redheaded kids tend to be, <laughs> freckles and all this kind of stuff. And the kid finally goes to school with a gun, and he kills his bully, blows his bully away. Kid gets put on trial. Kid gets put on trial as an adult, even though he's clearly, uh, 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 you know, like I said, a seven to ten year old. And this may have been in the eighties. I'm he may be. Um, uh, found guilty as an adult, even though he's clearly a child and is given a life sentence in prison, grown up federal prison. And he grows up in federal prison. And uh, there's a documentary on him. I can't remember the name of the documentary, but anyways, the kid's now like 40 years old um, and he's working to try to get out of prison for something that he did as a kid as a result of bullying. So there were uh, you know, other circumstances behind all this kind of stuff. This kid's not uh, natively a natural born killer of, of any sort. He was just put in very unusual circumstances and he did what he felt like he had to do. But it was a similar type thing. How long do you punish someone for, for a decision they made when they were a minor before their frontal cortex was completely- At 10 yeah. years yeah. old, you know? Yeah. And even, you know, just just to it just to be the most law and order person i can think of even in that case someone died okay yeah, exactly. so, so so even in that case i can almost almost see incarcerating them away from the world almost this one nobody even got hurt yeah you know five million dollars is rockstar's lunch budget you know what i'm saying i mean i i, I just I, I think yeah, they not to, not they, to trivialize the crime. Yeah, but I think they had layoffs this year as well. So I don't know if they. I mean, layoffs aren't directly related to how much money they make. But yeah, um, they took ten how years is it, to release their last title because they were too busy snorting coke off the buttocks of gorgeous <laughs> genetically engineered hookers. I mean, come on, it's just, Rockstar Games. <laughs> just asking in regards to life sentences. Um, is it in the U.S. a life sentence literally till the person dies, or is it capped with an age? It depends. There are some, and it depends. It varies widely by jurisdiction. It varies okay. widely by sentence. Uh, some are what they call life sentence without parole or without possibility of parole. And even in those cases, you sometimes see someone get released at the end of their life when it's uh, medically expedient like if someone 
obviously is so infirm that they need medical treatment outside of a prison system, they can be released basically to hospice care. Um, But even before then, you know, we have a very forgiving criminal justice system. Um, We, you know, everywhere from from bail, from the pretrial hearing all the way up through, you know, you hear stories all the time about murderers who are released after eight years of a 20 year sentence. You know, I mean, so there's there's a there's a wild seesaw between these cases and they 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 end up so disparate in terms of enforcement and um, punishment that it, it's hard to say with any finality that anything is true and right and good. Um, Matt, do you do, what do you think? Yeah, no, I I, I agree I, because we have the presumption of innocence in this country, um, and and even when you're you're proven guilty, there is always uh, the the appeals process and commutations of sentences and pardons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, people are given way way. I feel like the USA goes bends over backwards to try to keep criminals out of the system, if at all possible, even if they are are clearly <laughs> uh, driven to 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 do that kind of stuff. Um, now, now, now there are there are complete miscarriages of justice. Believe you yes. me, there there are the outliers where the exact opposite is true, where someone's been railroaded, is obviously innocent, and should not have been kept. And the state bends over backwards to keep that person incarcerated. True. Um, th- true. There was a case here in Louisiana, either this year or last year, where the the guy had been uh, ordered by the court to be released. And what the prison did is move him from one facility to another to avoid the court order. I mean, it was it was so egregious, um, and and it was purely punitive and and purely uh, a reprisal or vindictiveness on the part of the authorities. And what amazes me is none of those authorities went to jail themselves for that yeah. sort of action. Um, and it does happen. That does happen. We are not squeaky clean. But I just seventeen year old for life. I I don't get it. Yeah. And it it because you said innocent till proven guilty, that's not the case all over the world. And I don't think it's the case in the UK. Just as a reminder, that's not like because and even and I know I we had um, an employee from the UK. And when he learned that he was so surprised because all of the media he consumes is in English. And of course, the majority of the English content is is American, not British. So he was surprised when he learned that the UK justice system is not innocent until proven guilty. And um, the important thing, the important thing to recognize is our justice system was built specifically to not be England's justice system. <laughs> I mean, it, it, because we learned from their mistakes, we we actually suffered under that system. And and it's important again to note that in their criminal process. The judge is not an impartial arbiter of truth. The judge is part of the prosecutorial team. Is part of the part of the trial is an investigative um, body. That is completely different than the U.S. legal system, um, uh, where we have adversarial and the state actually has the burden of proof. Um, So yeah, the U.K. is far far different, and the crown the crown is a bitch, man. But I think this all goes back to the idea that uh, uh, the legal system, legislative system, everything regarding laws 
is so far behind technology. I mean, this does not seem like something if it were prosecuted 10, 15, 20 years from now, it would ever even even come close to having something like this happen because the laws just haven't caught up. Um, people people still see hackers, in air quotes, as boogeymen, as these all-knowing, all-seeing, they can do any... This guy took a freaking fire stick out of a hotel room and was able to get into Rockstar Games. Well, no. I mean, yeah, he did, but it's not like he's some magician. He's not some wizard. He doesn't have supernatural powers. He's a smart kid um, who, who is neurodivergent enough to just, you know, put himself to a task and not give up until it was done. Um, but but the, the 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 legal system just doesn't. You know, it's easy to look at somebody with a gun as a murderer. It's easy to look at somebody, uh, you know, who with a with with a bag of cash as a, as a thief. But they see someone who does something on a computer and their minds just boggle and all common sense seems to go out of the window because hackers and, and people like us who do what we do are still seen as these mythical beasts of some sort when we're just normal people <laughs> doing normal things. Come on, Matt. You know he's a witch. I mean, <laughs> well, throw him in a lake and see if he floats. <laughs> exactly. If he sinks, then he's not. A and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you know, I only took a few law classes in college. But I remember that there are certain reasons that you incarcerate someone. This is the whole justification for the penal system, which is, one, isolate them so that the rest of society is safe from them, two, rehabilitate them so that they can learn the error of their ways and how to be a productive member of society, three, vindictiveness, revenge is part of it. You know, it's, it's punitive. I forget what the fourth one is. I always forget what the fourth one is. But um, what I don't understand is for nonviolent activity, whether it's drug dealing, whether, you know, whatever, whether it's a hacker, do any of those three or four reasons actually stand to gain society anything? Is isolating them from the rest of society achieving our purpose of uh, protecting the commonweal? Would it be better, for instance, and this may sound stupid and naive of me, would it be better to sentence this kid to community service? You know, I mean, I mean, possibly. Yeah. I so agree. I so agree. What are we achieving? What is our purpose? Instead of yeah. instead of creating a cost dump, creating uh, help and creating value. No, and and um, yeah, but I I so agree. Then the question, but then the question becomes: Is it forced labor and stuff like that? And I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. Uh, it's always and like I, tot I, I totally understand that argument as well. And and, yeah, and you could yeah. give someone the option, which is kind of what we do in many of our sentencing for uh, misdemeanors. We say either you can do 200 hours of community service or you can go spend 90 days in jail. Uh, yeah. you know, OK, I mean, you know, at least some alternative other than incarcerating an autistic 17 year old. Yeah, I, yeah I, which, you know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> and I don't know the NHS, the the National Healthcare Service in the UK, famous for being bad, uh, even around here. You know, <laughs> so I don't know how what kind of hospital he would be getting into, and um, how well it would be, and I don't know. It makes and, me and think of the, uh, the 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 Kevin Mitnick case, where uh, Kevin Mitnick, famous hacker, uh, busted. And basically his sentence was, uh, I forget how many years, 10 years, 15 years, you're not allowed to be on the internet or be around a computer. You know, playing yeah, but it was also, there was also prison time there. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Parts of it as, as well, yeah. but that was one of the conditions after he got out. 
Uh, and, and then once that expired, then he, he actually became a valuable member of society as, as uh, oh, yeah, you're making faces at me. <laughs> A he, he, he was able to make money in the cybersecurity sector. I'll say that much, whether he was valuable to our industry or not. Uh, but I, I think that that can be looked at as as a, a good way to resolve this type of a problem. They, you know, he was able to be rehabilitated in, in, in some sense of the word. And it seems like you could do the same with this kid. And yeah, I mean, at least Mitnick became an employer and a taxpayer. You know, yeah, this right. is, you know, I mean, if nothing else, he, he came at it from an adult perspective. Um, and, and, and that's got to be better than keeping him in prison for 40, 50, 60 years. You know, yeah. I, I, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and with psychological maladies, I'll do respect to the psychiatric community. Curing people is not a thing that mental medicos do. It's not a broken arm. It's, you know, not something you can get some antibiotics for. It's a ongoing process with a condition that exists for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Um, so there, it's not like he can magically be sent to the magic British psych unit and they can cure him in two years. That's just not a thing. You know, <laughs> are, are you like me? Are you getting visions of Nurse Ratched and uh, yep. <laughs> one flew over yep. the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> yep, I sure am. I sure am. And uh, and I see him as Billy, you know, that, that's kind of the <laughs> or worse, the Danny DeVito character. Uh, oh, is, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was the name of the uh, the Native American? Uh, Chief, character? Chief Broom. Chief, yeah, Chief, yeah. <laughs> Chief Broom. Chief Broom and uh, Nicholson was Ryan P. McMurphy. Yep, that's yep. it. And, and even watching that film in hindsight, after watching it as a kid or a young person, Nurse Ratchet was actually right in most of what she said. She was just uh, posed as being a distasteful character, but she really was the voice of society. And McMurphy really was a sociopath. Yeah. He really did fuck things up. Um, but McMurphy was a statutory rapist. Whereas uh, Mr. Curtage is someone who released trailers for a game two months before it was officially released. Yep. Yeah. And a little yeah, bit more, but yes. Copied some general. zeros and some ones that he shouldn't have had, had access to. And had Rockstar Games' CISO been on, more on top of it, he could have probably blocked this guy from even getting in there. I mean, what does that say about you and your security team? I don't guy. want to blame the victim. I really don't want to blame. Him. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want. I don't want to do that again. You know, I, I'm not excusing Curtage, just yeah. understanding that the level of crime is different than violence. Yeah, that, that, that to me is the big distinguisher here. Um, all right, so I think we're all in agreement. Um, don't ever get busted in the UK. <laughs> Or if you're going to get busted, make it be something non-computer related, apparently. <laughs> I just, wow, wow. Um, yeah. And you got to, I mean, it, it, uh, the UK famously has bent over backwards excusing violent criminals um, for a number of really ridiculous reasons. Like uh, they culturally did not understand what they were doing was wrong. And, and, and to, to see that in that context of them being forgiving and understanding and overly civilized, and then watch them do this to somebody who's technically competent, it, it's, it's terrifying to us in this industry. At least it should be.
Mm-hmm. Yep. We are held to a, in, in a different light, apparently. So Yeah. Wizards. Wizards and witches. Yeah. <laughs> we need Hogwarts is what we need. And we need to teach these muggles a lesson. <laughs> all right gentlemen anything else uh you want to convey or communicate oh just want to tell everybody happy new year if you're if you're celebrating be safe out there um don't catch covid <laughs> <laughs> and if you do get rest yeah and see you next year yeah yes and, and matt, matt we wish you a, a speedy recovery i would like to tell our three listeners uh the wannabe cissp recorded course for the ISC squared official 2024 exam outline is now out and you can Ooh. find it at wannabeaciss.com. Um, in recognition of the new course being released, I am discounting the course based on the 2021 exam outline, that is the current outline, by $100. So it's on sale until such time as the test finally converts on the 15th of April. Um, so if you want to pick that up, if you're taking the test before April, go ahead and jump on that good price. And the Wanna Practice question set for the 2024 CISSP is also out right now. And you can go get that at wannapractice.com. So, Ooh. yeah. Now, I, I did see somebody on Reddit ask something. I don't know if you answered them. Uh, do current, uh, licensees of the 2021 course, uh, can they pay like a bump up fee to go to switch over to the 2024 course or do they have to rebuy the whole thing? To... I hadn't seen that question. I, oh, okay. I, I had not seen that. Um, I, I'll make accommodations for anyone who's, who's already in the 2021 course. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You... I, I don't know if I'll give it to him for free because I still had to work oh, no, to no, make no. the yeah. 2024. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. And realistically, are they going to be studying for four more months before they go take the exam? You know, I mean, you, you know. know, these Redditors, they seem to just hang on <laughs> and keep keep studying and studying and either never uh, uh, take the test. They just or, don't uh, pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Reddit's yeah. a weird place. It is not a good cross-section of rea reality when we get into <laughs> some of the stuff that people say on there. It's weird. Maybe we should, do, we should do an episode one time just on some of the Reddit exchanges we've seen in the security perspective and realm. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Every, every time I read something that's absolutely bonkers and off the wall, I have to remind myself, Reddit is probably about 90% teenagers or younger and, and maybe about 10% people our age that actually have some common sense about them because... Oh my gosh! People say the dumbest things on there. I I, I love what Dave Chappelle said about this kind of internet engagement. He said, "You know, people got mad at me at Twitter, and I don't care because Twitter is not a real place." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. with that, uh, thank you all for listening for another year. Um, we'll be going into 2024 pretty strong. Pretty soon we're going to have our 200th episode, and we're excited about that. Um, both you all, I want to thank you for making the, the show very special this year and uh, for hanging on. Uh, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, thank you. It's pretty yeah, awesome. I think we had a good year. I think we had some good, some you know, one or two good shows out of uh, the 52 that we did. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so, Matt, do not succumb to your illness. We're going to need you around. <laughs> If I keel over, 
uh, you're going to have to find somebody to fill the third chair, but I trust that you guys will find a replacement uh, And after my untimely passing from this uh, awful virus. There just aren't that many hillbillies that can operate a keyboard. So um, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not even one of them myself. <laughs> Rafti, thank you very much for being our European contingent. And uh, enjoy your new year. Thank you all. Uh, until next time, I'm Ben Malisso. I'm Matt Snotty. And I'm Raphael Fiedler. Join us again next year for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rafti, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications. Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to Ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F. I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com. And listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash s-s-o-i underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience. <laughs>